The views and opinions expressed by the hosts and guests of Reality Realty are not necessarily the views or opinions of Northumberland 89.7 FM. The information given is designed to be informative and helpful. You should always consult a professional when buying or selling your home. What haven't I taken the time to learn about is one question. Question two, in what areas of my life am I settling? Three, what do I want my life to be like in five years' time? And number four, what would I do if I wasn't scared? These are 13 questions. These are from an article titled 13 Questions That Will Change Your Life um, on, in the Huffington Post on August 27, 2016. And these are pretty heavy questions. And in the world of real estate, there are important commonly asked questions as people are about to change their lives by selling and buying what's typically the largest investment, single investment that they might have. And by moving to a new location or a new home. And this morning, we'll take on many of these commonly asked real estate questions because this is Reality Realty on Northumberland 89.7 FM. And I'm Dale Bryant. I'm an active real estate broker with Royal LePage Pro Alliance Realty Brokerage. And at this time each week, we take on, we talk about, and we interview guests on all things real estate with a direct focus on Northumberland County and the communities within it. With me this morning to review some of these most commonly asked questions in real estate and mortgage financing is Reality Realty's foremost mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Centers Alliance, Carol Ann Bryant. Good morning, Carol Ann. Good morning, Dale. We're back. Yeah, we're back. We're back for part two. Part two. Part two of a three-part series. Yes. On most commonly asked real estate and mortgage financing questions. And when we started this, when we had this idea, we, I really thought maybe we'd have uh, one show's worth. It looks like we have another. Yeah, but uh, yeah, the, well, the questions just kept, kept coming in, right, that, that we thought of, that were commonly <coughs> asked. So part two of the series. And, and so were you listening to the four questions? I, uh, yes, I was. Did you have a, a favorite? So that was, that was uh, what haven't I taken the time to learn about? I think my favorite was, what would I do if I wasn't scared? What would I do if I wasn't scared? Do you know what I would do if I wasn't scared? Can you think? Uh, okay. Uh, I think you would, I think you would skydive or parachute. <laughs> Something involving heights, yes. Something involving heights. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> I mean, that's just quick off the top, right? Who knows if if we actually, if you actually got into those questions and... Thought uh, about it longer, thought yeah. Thought about it longer. Um, yeah, that could go pretty deep. And so we're going to do commonly asked questions. But before we get to that, first things first, let's take a look at our snapshot report of Northumberland's residential real estate market for August 29, 2019. 
There have been 131 single-family residential sales over the past month, and that is up by one sale since last week's report. It leaves us with an inventory of 519 residential listings for sale. The average selling price of successful sales over the past year is down by $1,000 over last week's report to approximately $438,000 average selling price. During the past year, people have received on average approximately 98% of the list price in a market time of 47 days. And those those figures, that market, uh, market time and... Uh, ratio of uh, list to uh, sale price has been staying constant for months and months. We're still in the seller's market with an absorption rate at approximately 25% based on last month's, uh, the past month's trend, meaning we have a residential home inventory that can satisfy approximately four months of sales at the rate homes have been selling. And how do we get these stats? Well, I researched them on uh, Matrix System, which is the CoreLogic's component and the realtor component of the MLS si system. So if you're about to buy or sell a home, you ought to be interested in stats like this. They can help you in negotiating and understanding values. So how do you get them? Talk to your local realtor and they'll help you uh, get these kind of stats, but more specific to the type of home you're looking at, the price band it's in, and not just Northumberland in general, but uh, a more precise location. Carol Ann. Yes. Today's mortgage rates, what are we looking at? They have not changed. Uh, we can do a five-year fixed as low as 2.59%, a five-year variable as low as prime minus 1.1%, which would make your interest rate 2.85% because prime is still at 3.95%. And as always, some conditions do apply. And thank you very much. And just a reminder, Carol Ann is a mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Centers Alliance. And folks, that is your current snapshot of the residential real estate market in Northumberland County. And before we get into answering these commonly asked questions, we should just remind everyone that the views and opinions expressed on Reality Realty or any of the articles presented do not necessarily represent the views and opinions of this station, of the Northumberland Hills Association of Realtors, of any real estate brokerage or any other realtor. They're just simply our views and opinions at this time. So, Caroline, I'm not going to get into answers to them, but... Uh, Last week we started this series, and mm -hmm. and if anybody is interested in hearing them, um, they could go to the uh, radio station website, and the station typically will uh, upload past uh, episodes as archives, podcasts on the website, and and well, I haven't I haven't uploaded on my own podcast page yet last week's show last week's show no still working on it but you do have past but, episodes on your but i do site. have i think right now i have 108 past episodes on my own podcast site and you could find that podcast site 
by looking up my website, and there's several links in my website to go to the podcast page. But anyways, last week, we looked at questions like, how much is my home worth? Which was a heavy one, big one. What does the market look like right now? Very commonly asked questions. And what's the best time of year to sell a home? And then you had some questions you covered too. What were they? Yeah, what is, uh, what's your best rate? What is the difference between working with you or the bank? And what documents do I have to provide? Mm-hmm. So we, we did those six questions last week. And I'm going to get I'm going to get into the first question here. Okay. Cuz I see I have a couple more than you, so I may as well start. Sure. And often I'm asked by people about assessed values, the impact. Okay. Values. And people people will say, you know, why why is this home <coughs> why is this home listed for so much? What what's the assessed value? And, and they think that maybe that assessed value should reflect the market value. And uh, occasionally it comes, it comes very close, but the, the impact value is not a good indicator of the, of the market value. Um, they can be high, they can be low. Uh, the impact value, did you want to talk about how they use the impact value with... Do I want to talk about it or you? Yeah. Who do you want to talk about it? (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'll talk about it. I think it it. would be you. All right. (laughs) So the impact value, uh, Municipal Property Assessment Corporation, um, they, every four years, they'll come by. Okay. And they they will make new assessments. So the last assessment was in 2016. And... So if in 2015 you had a set price in 2016 the next year they're they're giving new assessments and then and then what happens is this new assessed value they give you uh the townships will multiply that by a mill rate and come up with what you pay for taxes. Okay. So if anybody has a low assessed value they're not going to complain and say No, you want that. Yeah, you're not going to say, hey, my house is worth more than that. Yeah. Because then your taxes are going to go up. Mm-hmm. If you think it's too high, you certainly can appeal it, and you may have, have success at, uh, at lowering your assessed value if, okay. if you find them too high. I've, I know of a number of people that have done that. But absolutely not the value you're looking at to determine worth of a property. Now, they're coming out again. Uh, the new assessments will come out again in 2020, next year. So 2016, they happened. We'll have new assessed values next year, 2020. And just think about what happened in 2017. Mm. Just wonder how how different those assessed values might look um, next year. It will be interesting to see. Yeah, if 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 we have a noticeable uh, change in our taxes. I hope not. Mm-hmm. I personally feel our taxes are high enough. Yeah, every, in Coburg, they're pretty high. Every I think. every taxpayer feels the same. Well, way. no, I believe <laughs> like uh, because I do uh, mortgages for people outside of Northumberland County, and when I see some of the property taxes on some of the purchase deals, 
I'm working on, I'm like, wow, that's uh, quite a difference between what we would pay in Coburg for a similar house. Yeah. Take a look at uh, crammy taxes. Mm-hmm. Crammy taxes are pretty substantial. So. Crammy are substantial? Oh, very substantial. People, so that's changed people, then. No, it's been it's been substantial for a long time in Cramie Township. Oh. Uh, yeah, they. I mean, they pull a lot of their taxes from the residential base. Uh, they likely don't have that much industry contributing to the township taxes, and and quite often people will ask me if the if the taxes in Cramie Township is a typo, a mistake. Oh, okay. Especially people from Toronto who right. are paying their taxes so are so low. low. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's so many okay. of them, and there's so much industry, and everybody's contributing. Yeah, and makes uh, sense. Yeah, so so that answers uh, our assessed values. A good indicator of market values. What do you have there for a question? Well, this is kind of a little bit in in line. Uh, I mean, a, an assessed value of a home is different than an appraisal. But one, one of the questions I will get asked is, will I need an appraisal? So if somebody's purchasing a home or refinancing a home, will I need an appraisal? And the answer is? About 99% yes. <laughs> In, um, part, of the, part of the changes to the mortgage lending rules, the, the B B20 is what it's called, um, the last, the last thing that the government int- implemented the last when they did the stress test was that uh, lenders had to really be 100% certain that the value of that property was, or if, like if a purchase deal came in, that that was the actual value of the property. And, and I think that was a result of 2017 where... We had multiple offers and properties were going for $100,000 over acts. So they're trying to just determine, they have to really determine the value of that property. Um, It was rare years ago, years ago, it would be rare that I would be asked for an appraisal on a purchase. Mostly it would be if it was a rural property on well and septic. If it was an in-town property, we didn't get asked for appraisals. Um, so it's, an, it is something that is just basically a common thing now. If you have less than 20% down and you have an insured mortgage, the insurer, if they can't support the value of that uh, purchase agreement, or if you're doing a refinance and you're saying our house is worth this amount of money and the insurer can't, uh, sorry, not the insurer, the lender can't support that value, then they will ask for an appraisal to be done. When it's an insured deal, the insurer will pay for that appraisal. Uh, when you have less than 20% down and you need to have an appraisal done, then the you have to cover the cost of that appraisal up front. Um, it's just, just something that you need to consider why this is important when you're thinking about condition of financing. Um, you know, an appraisal can't get done instantaneously. You have to put in the request, and and uh, in some cases, we have to use a, an appraisal company that's on the list of that lender that's approved list. And if that particular company isn't available uh, right away, then that's going to affect your condition of financing. 
Mm-hmm. Because not only do they have to make an appointment to go out to the house, then they have to do the report afterwards, which takes some time. So you're talking a few, it adds a few days, which is why as a mortgage broker, I usually say 10 business days is, is what I'm comfortable with because it, that will cover the appraisal getting done and then we don't have to go back and ask for an extension. And and then the lender, uh, the report has to be sent to the lender and then the lender has to have time to review it, right? That's right. Yeah. So, yes, that's true. And And so as a broker, if I have an appraisal report come in and it's, the day of or the day before condition of financing, I'm like calling that underwriter and saying, hey, I need this report reviewed ASAP because we have to waive uh, condition of financing today. So, Did, did I mention to you bef- prior to the show anything about a speed quiz? No. I didn't, eh? No. What okay. are you trying to pull? All right. Here's a speed quiz. You know you want me to come back next week, right? <laughs> Here's a speed quiz for you. Oh, okay? dear. Isn't it? So under under your question, is an appraisal required? Yes. Right? And so give me a yes, no, maybe. Oh, dear. All okay. Right? Rural property. Yes. Recreation cottage-like property. Yes. Private sale. Yes. 100%. A residential sale in a subdivision? Not likely. A residential sale in the subdivision, that's a private sale? Yes. All right. Ooh. You did really well. Thank you. What, which which question should I have asked you? Oh, geez. It's obvious, I don't know. It's obvious we haven't rehearsed this one, right? <laughs> Yeah, that, that um, covers some basics, right? Yeah. Mixed use? Yes, absolutely. And, Commercial, And, and when yes. we say mixed use, what am I saying? Um, so uh, a property where there's like storefront on the bottom and up up on the second floor, there's residential apartments. So it sort of a, has it's a... Residential and commercial. A money-making component yeah. to it mm-hmm. with some residential. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So again, like, again, what we've been seeing is um, surprisingly, oh, and also I should say there's some lenders that the location of the property always will trigger an appraisal. So there's one lender that I deal with, and if it's a Coburg purchase, they want an appraisal because it's Coburg. What if it's a Port Hope purchase? Uh, probably, probably. So it's a, it's a, for them, it's a population sort of thing. So a population, like we're in a small town, so it well triggers an appraisal. If, if Cobra's going to trigger it every, every other community. But that's that particular lender. That's County. that particular okay. lender, yeah. which is a, mo- so that lender is a monoline. It's not a bank, it's a monoline. So, so monolines tend to be really cautious when it comes to proving value of properties. And so they will, uh, and that particular lender who wants an appraisal also has an appraisal rebate program. So the, uh, uh, after the deal closes, uh, we submit the invoice for the paid appraisal and the client gets reimbursed a portion of it depending on the loan amount. All right. 
Well, Caroline, we're going to take a break now. And when we come back, we're going to answer the question that likely not many realtors want to answer. And okay. that is, what is the standard commission rate? Ooh. Yeah. There's a lot of implications, complications. It's, it's, it's like dangerous ground to walk on. So we're going we're gonna to answer that, folks, when we get right back. And you've been listening to Reality Realty on Northumberland 89.7 FM's local real estate talk. Join us after this break, and we'll continue to talk about the most commonly asked questions in real estate and mortgage financing. Welcome back. This is Northumberland 89.7 FM's Reality Realty with Dale Bryant. And my co-host today is Carol Ann Bryant. Carol Ann is my wife. And Carol Ann is a mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Centers Alliance. Mm -hmm. And as I said in the beginning of the show, Reality Realty's foremost mortgage broker. Thank you. That's a title, eh? Yes, thank you. I that, appreciate it. That I created. <laughs> yeah. So, Caroline, at, yes. at the beginning of the show, I, I read some questions yes. from uh, from an article, a Huffington uh -huh. Post article back in August 27, 2016, yeah. And they were 13 questions that will change your life. I'm going to I'm going to read three more of those questions. Okay. And you tell me which one you like the best, if you like any of them. Okay. Who has qualities that I aspire to develop? Hmm. What problem are we solving? You know, see your brows knitting there. I think that one's about, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're working on something and, and people are going in different directions. And, and it's, people aren't staying on track. So okay. I think it's a good question to re-ask okay. yourself okay. or maybe you're not staying on track. A uh, good question to re-ask yourself or a couple or a group or whatever. Right. Um, and the third one, what's stopping me from doing the things that I should be doing? I like that one. I yeah. like number three again. What's stopping me? Yeah. And so 
I mean, I those think that would be depending on what stage of life you're at. That question would look different for, for people. For sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, great questions, right? Real deep questions. Yes. But really, maybe just second to our our questions. To our questions <laughs> <coughs> that we're answering our, here today. Our life changing questions. Well, you know, people are going through a life changing. Uh, process when yes. they're buying or selling a home, That's true. relocating, and so our questions are are more the questions that need to be asked because you're already doing a life changing uh, event, not questions that become a life changing event. Okay. Yeah, but it's still a segue, right? Yes, yeah. and you before the break. Posed, mm-hmm. posed the very controversial question. Mm. What is your commission? What well, commission do you judge? What is, uh, actually it is, the, the what's the standard commission rate? Oh, standard, sorry. Yeah. So people often ask, what's the standard commission rate? And, uh, and so, yeah, we're going we're gonna to settle that on air right here, right now, in the public forum. And... The short answer is there is no standard commission rate. Okay. Because there truly isn't is one one very good reason to say there's no standard commission rate. And another very good reason to say there's no standard commission rate is because we're not allowed to say there's a standard commission rate because there isn't. Uh, Will there be commission rates that will... You'll see or hear more more often, yeah. And and that's really <clears throat> commission is a negotiable thing. It's something you can you can enter into a negotiation with a realtor to okay. to um, see where you end up. Now, I know with my own business plan, I have a commission rate. I have a commission rate schedule, and and you are absolutely free. If you're wanting to work with me to to negotiate commission, and and we will end up at my at my commission rate, or or it's just what it's just I know I've looked at it very yeah. closely. You have given it a lot of thought, I know. And and I incorporate. We've talked about it. Yeah, I've incorporated the things that I know need to be done to maximize a seller's return on their investment on their sale. And so I have made that as tight as I possibly can in a, in a business plan to make all that work and to not, to not cut corners on. Uh, and you're not at the high end. There's, there's I, realtors that charge higher. So you're you not, know you what, haven't chose the, you know what, you're I'm not, not on the low end and you're not on the high end. I'm right? not going to get goaded into that. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm <laughs> oh, not, oh. I'm not going to, to, um. Because that would be if 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 I was to answer something like that, that's almost accepting there's a, a standard, right? Because how how can you say you're not high, you're not low, because you're saying what's uh, okay? What, yeah. So I phrase it wrong. So there are realtors that charge more, there, and there than you, and there's realtors that charge less. I don't know because I don't I don't ask you the don't realtors. Keep I don't track. Okay. No, and we don't we don't share that. Oh, well, I, I know because I see purchase agreements. Well, and and they're all so. What what I can say is, 
since it's all negotiable, yes, there could be different rates. <laughs> yes. So there you go. That is, that's actually, you know, the true, accurate answer. Yes. It's not a number, uh, you know, that maybe somebody would hope to get because there is no number. Right. So there you go. There's the controversial question. And uh, done. All right. So next question for me. Yeah. Okay. Um, this is a very common question I get asked. Uh, what happens at the end of my term? So people are signing their contract. And they're signing for a five-year fixed or variable. And then they want to know what happens at the end. Does it, you know, do do I have to do anything? What's What should I do? And so what happens is at the end of that five years, your obligation with that lender is finished. So you have a couple of choices. You can sign a renewal letter with that lender because they will send you out a, a letter and you can sign to renew with them for whatever length of time you want because you can get a term as low as six months and as high as 10 years. Um, you can leave that lender, but of course you're going to have to pay them. You can't just walk away. You owe them whatever, $150,000 maybe. Whatever your mortgage was. Whatever your balance is at the end of five years, you owe mm -hmm. them that plus a discharge fee to remove them off title of your property. So you can, you can go to another lender at that point. Um, what I always recommend to people is about anywhere from six to four months before your mortgage is about to renew, you start uh, checking what the rates are. Because I would say most often, lenders will send out a renewal rate with... Um, a higher rate of interest on it. They are higher than what? Higher than what you could get somewhere else. And wh why would they do that? Because they're counting on people being lazy <laughs> and not taking the time to shop around or forgetting, forgetting that their mortgage is coming up for renewal. Because really and truly, the easiest thing to do is to get that letter and sign your name on it. And you're done. You're, yeah. you're ready to roll for the next six to ten years or five years. That's the easiest six thing to do. Six months to ten years yeah. or five Did years. Did I say six years? Six months, yeah. yeah. Uh, you, don't have to, you, you don't have to provide any more paperwork. Um, th the lender will do a credit check on you again. Um, so if there's been any uh, change like during those five years in, to your credit, that could hamper your ability to renew your mortgage. So you want to be careful about that. So even even if you've been paying your mortgage regularly, yeah. Yeah. they're still going yeah. to uh, do another credit check. Yes, on if you have uh, collections or if for some reason you've declared bankruptcy during those five years, uh, it's not a given that that lender is going to renew with you. Also, absolutely that lender will not renew with you if you have defaulted on any mortgage payments. So if you find yourself in trouble during the five years for whatever reason, an illness, you were off work, 
it's always best to contact that lender and explain your situation because you can work something out with them. Don't ignore it. Don't miss your mortgage payment and hope that it'll go away and say, well, I missed it. I'll catch up, you know, three, four months down the line. No, you've missed that mortgage payment. You now have a a black X against you with that lender. So um, it, a person might even have a skip a payment uh, feature within yeah, the mortgage, yeah. right? Yeah, some mortgages do have that option to do a skip a payment. Uh, so, and that's, so that's a whole but it's lot, just one. Yeah, but that's a whole lot better to do that skip a payment than, and, and have that month break than yeah. to be in default. So you have to it. call them. Yeah. But I do know that they will ask you what is the reason why mm-hmm. you want to skip sure. this payment because they're, you know, checking to see is there going to be problems down the road. So so uh, back, back to the thing. Um, you can sign the renewal letter, but I recommend that you start looking at rates, calling around, uh, because chances are you will not be offered the best rate on the renewal. Sometimes you are offered uh, what is competitive at that time. Um, so don't just assume, don't just assume. And also maybe your circumstances have changed. Maybe you don't want to live in that house for another five years, then you likely shouldn't renew for another five-year term, or you're potentially opening yourself up to a penal, like a substantial penalty. Um, if you want to transfer to another lender because they have a better interest rate and you're not changing your loan amount, so you owe 150 at the end of five years, you transfer that 150 over to a new lender, the new lender will cover the costs of that. So they will cover the costs of the legal fees. They will cover the cost of the appraisal. Mm-hmm. So, um, and you can even um, include, a, you can even increase your, your loan amount by a little bit. Like you can s- go like to 152 maybe and they'll still cover the cost of it. So y- there's options. There's always options. And I say to people, don't just, don't just sign that renewal letter because you might be uh, giving away thousands of your dollars by doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So good, good answer on what happens at the end of a term. And, and now that letter comes in, um, it likely gives you lots of time to do shopping around then. No, <laughs> most lenders don't. Uh, some of them will send out an early renewal letter, like six months ahead of time because they want to lock you in. Again, if you get that early renewal letter, it's good to call around and just make sure, hey, is this actually a good rate? Because uh, maybe it is and maybe it isn't. Yeah. So you don't want to lock yourself in again. But if they don't send out that early renewal letter, they're probably sending you the renewal letter within 30 days of when your mortgage is coming up. And really, if you are going to transfer to another lender, you need um, at least three to four weeks to do that. You so, can't just do it a week before your renewal comes up. Yeah, so the 30 days is enough to do shopping around, but y- you want to get right on it. I would recommend you start looking before 30 days. Yeah. Because the thing is you can start looking, and then you can wait for that renewal letter if you want to. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have to obligate yourself to something right away. Right. Okay. So does that cover... Uh, what happens uh, at the end of the term? I think so, yeah. yeah. I think we I think we covered all of it there. All right. Let's see what my, my next commonly asked question is. We, d- we just did, uh, I did standard commission rate. Um, oh, here's something here. And 
I've talked about this many, many times on Reality Realty. And okay. so if, if people are regular listeners, they've heard me talk about it a lot. So I'm not going to go on about it. But because it's so, I mean, it's ass almost every time that I list a home. And the question is, will you be doing an open house? Yes. Will you be doing an open house? And my, my answer to that is, if you want me to, mm-hmm. um, but I've I've looked at the uh, surveys, I've looked at the the stats on effectiveness of open houses, and open houses are effective for realtors to get new clients to meet people and get new clients. Open houses are not effective at selling a home. There are far more effective methods to sell a home marketing methods and so I would rather focus on uh, on the effective methods for for all my clients and uh, and not not bother to you know get my sellers to fix up their home make it just picture perfect leave the house for several hours for a bunch of strangers who 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 likely not are interested in in buying a home who many of them could just, just be nosy nosy well and, and they're not vetted either right so yeah. you're you're opening yourself yeah. up to you i know, know off who they are no. i know the times that you have done an open house because the client has insisted on it yeah, yeah they, not they, insisted well, you don't have to <laughs> insist you just have to say okay. i like one they yeah they they're <laughs> They would like one. Yeah. Um, I will go to the open house with you so that there's somebody else there in, in case you have more than one group of people come through so that we can keep an eye on what's yeah. going on because you're opening yourself up to people potentially stealing something from your home um, yeah, because they're not they're not coming with a realtor, so they're not vetted. Yeah. When, when you come... When a realtor brings somebody into your home, that realtor usually knows what that client is up to. Yeah, there's an element of risk to yeah. have an open house. I mean, I don't hear in this community about that element of risk, uh, you know, turning into an incident really very often at all. I don't even know. Mm, well, I think you had... Yeah, uh, I've heard of... You I've didn't have the listing. You, uh, ha- you had... I've heard there's a story. I've heard a story, but it's not like it's common. Not so much in this area. But it can happen, right? And so, and and the funny thing is, when I talk to a client and we're we're just listing their home, and they ask me this, you know, most of the people out there, most of the population, actually understand that it's not a, uh, it's not an effective method to sell a home. And when I say uh, you know the reasons. The reasons why I don't, I don't promote it, but I'll do it if you would like one. There are actually almost everybody is relieved because they didn't want. They didn't want. Well, some will flat out say it. to you yeah. when you come, "I don't in the list, yeah. I, and I don't want an open house." Yeah. So, so a lot of the population does understand that. Yeah. Um, and and even but the the funny thing is, even if you understand that, but you're buying a house. And if you're buying a house and, and it has an open house this Sunday and you understand you're happy. <laughs> and you understand that uh, open houses don't work, you still want in there before Sunday 
because you still don't trust it won't work. Yeah, when, that's true. When you're buying it. And, yeah, and that's you, true. You don't want to take that marginal, marginal, yeah. marginal chance <clears throat> that, that finally one of the open houses actually works. Yeah. So I think open house was something, again, we've talked about this years ago before people could see properties on the internet when they just had that book that you looked through. Mm-hmm, the MLS was, book, yeah. It was a person's way of, of checking it out before, before they had, you know, now people can just anywhere they are, if they have a smartphone, they can look at a property and see, they can look at the pictures. They can see uh, still images, they can see floor plans, they can see video. I mean, they can really understand a home if it's marketed well online. The virtual tour is almost like like an open house in a way. It is, Mm -hmm. it is. And and you're right, that's likely in large part, you know, the internet has taken away the effectiveness of the open house. And, and when we look at the stats, 100%, that's yeah. the way it went. So, Carol Ann, yes. we're going to take one last break here. Okay. And then we'll start off with your next most commonly asked questions. Okay. Uh, folks, you've been listening to Reality Realty, Northumberland 89.7 FM's local real estate talk. Join Carol Ann and myself after this break, and we will continue to answer the most commonly asked questions in real estate and mortgage financing. Welcome back. This is your local real estate forum, Northumberland 89.7 FM's Reality Realty with Dale Bryant. And our co-host today is Carol Ann Bryant. And Carol Ann is mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Centers Alliance. Uh, last two questions I have from the August 27, 2016 Huffington Post article titled 13 Questions That Will Change Your Life. And uh, number 12 and 13, the questions are, will you be my mentor? What do you think of that question? Will you be my mentor? How many people ask somebody for a mentor? I think a lot of people do in a professional setting. Yeah, maybe so. And uh, There's a lot of value in a mentor. Absolutely. I think, I th- I think though... A lot of it just sort of happens organically that 
you know, somebody somebody with less experience will come to somebody with more experience and maybe ask them for some advice and yeah and then they'll get get some good advice and they'll be received warmly w for that ask and then and then they'll happen again and the next thing you know you've you've developed um, that you know uh, mentor relationship I I don't know I, maybe I'm wrong to think that that question actually gets asked often. I think it's a good question. Yeah. And, and then the final question here is what's the most important lesson? It's a two-part question, actually. What's the most important lesson I've learned so far in life? And am, am I living that lesson? Ooh, good one. Yeah. A good way to finish the 13 questions that will change your life. Mm. I like them. <clears throat> But all, uh, enough of the fluff. <laughs> <laughs> let's take a look at uh, let's take a look at the real estate and mortgage financing questions. And I think you were okay. up next. I'm up next. Okay. Um, let's see. Mm, here's one. Uh, what does it cost to use your services? Okay, so that's that's good. We we yeah. talked about my costs earlier yeah. on. I should have I should have done that question right after your question. That would have been smart. But um, mine's a pretty quick one. Uh, zero dollars. <laughs> um, With an asterisk. Yes, s s yes. The only time I charge a broker fee is if I'm doing a private mortgage. So somebody hasn't been able to get financing at the bank, or uh, another financial institution, another lender, and they need to arrange private financing. So that's, th uh, you know, through a, through a broker. Uh, we have investors who are willing to lend out their own money uh, to fund a mortgage. Um, in that instance, those investors do not pay me. So I charge the client a broker fee. If I'm arranging a mortgage through a bank or through a, a monoline, which we talked we've talked about before, which is a non-deposit taking institution that only does mortgages, um, those uh, institutions pay me a finder's fee. That's how I get paid. So I'm 100% commission. If I don't uh, fund the mortgage, I don't get paid. So, <clears throat> so it's it's not like when you said zero. It's not like you're a volunteer mortgage broker. Well, uh, you will uh, well, get you will get paid. Yeah. So okay. <laughs> so the the client is not paying yeah. me. My services to them are free. Yeah. In the in the ex with the exception of private financing, and also, so that's residential, commercial. Sometimes with commercial financing, we charge a broker fee as well. Mm -hmm. But with residential. If it's done through uh, an A lender or a B lender, then uh, there's no charge. No charge to the client, which which is a fear, I think, of uh, many people thinking if they go to a mortgage broker it's going to cost or, them a or, lot of money. or a mortgage agent yeah. that they're going to have to um, mm -hmm. be charged extra fees. You, Vivian, tell me if I'm wrong. Okay. Oh, I will. I know you will. <laughs> You've even heard from a client that they went to a bank, told the bank that they were also talking to you, a mortgage broker, 
and the person at the bank warned them oh yeah that oh you don't want to deal with her because they will charge you a broker fee yes that's true they have been known to spread around that false information yeah so you just have to do the research for yourself right all right and that puts an end to that question yep so here's a question i mean the last question i did was about open houses and and here's another one and these questions sort of stemmed from me sitting down with somebody about to list their home okay and and i'm telling them uh, about the different service features that i offer up and uh, and that i that i pay for and to help them sell their home to help them get the biggest return sure and market it the best it can, have it looking the best it can for when people walk through. And so as I'm mentioning different elements, one of the things that I I uh, mention is that I offer up home staging. I bring in a home stager, a professional home stager. Right. And, and I'll offer up up to four hours of home staging on my dime. And... Very, very often, very commonly asked the question, um, does uh, staging really make any difference? Right. And we, we've done shows on it. And right. it 100% absolutely does. Yeah. I've been doing this. I've been paying for this staging for years. I would not. I would not keep paying out of my own pocket for staging on other people's homes. Right. If it, if it was, wasn't effective. If it wasn't mm -hmm. working. So. Yeah. The difficult thing is when you, somebody is selling their home and they think they have got it set up just perfectly. Yeah, it's a tough That's one. It's a hard one to get around. Yeah, but because because then personal preferences, they're yeah. looking they're looking at things that they enjoy, that they appreciate. They feel comfortable in. Yeah, they appreciate it, you know. Yeah. They 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 thought long and hard about some of these decisions. Yeah. And and it, and it works fantastically for them yeah but not necessarily for the next person who's going to come in right and and be attracted to a home like they have so mm -hmm. so yeah pretty even though we can do an entire show on it and we have um pretty short answer 100 percent works now have you ever have you ever stopped to think about possibly how much more a person has a like if you take one of the homes and you say, okay, if I hadn't staged that home, this is what we got for the home when it was staged. What have you ever given that? I guess that's kind of hard to really figure out. It, it well, we're talking thousands of dollars, oh, yes. tens of thousands of dollars. It makes a difference. And and sometimes the stager will do. You know, if if the people are just taking advantage of the four hours that I'm offering to pay right. for, uh, sometimes I see the stagers. Uh, do something in a home and maybe it, it takes them a half an hour say of that four hours and I go oh my goodness in, in my mind I'm thinking I see what they've just done and I'm thinking you've just you've just changed this the value of this home by two three four thousand dollars of just that yeah uh, that 30 minutes of of labor 
Right. And and I can see I can see several thousand dollars that I would have put on okay. a spreadsheet if yeah. I was you know uh, detail analyzing uh, the value of their home. And then and then other times I will come in, and you know and I'll look at it afterwards, and I I think um, you know what we we've just we've just increased the value by maybe even up to ten thousand dollars. Yeah, that's with just, significant. With just four hours labor. So that's enough money to put aside your feelings that uh, hurt feelings, perhaps that your decorating um, scheme wasn't enough mm-hmm. <laughs> to sell the home. <laughs> now, now when I when I walk into a home, uh, just the way people are living, uh, there's times when a stager is still really valuable, very valuable, but maybe we haven't we ha- maybe we haven't changed the value at all. But maybe what we've done is we've made that home more competitive in the value they're at. Okay. With the other uh, listings. So I, I'm not going <coughs> to sit here and say, yeah, every time we do it, we've, we increase the uh, price by five, ten thousand $10,000 or whatever. Uh, every every home's different. And some homes I go in and, I mean, some people just live, you know, just so. Right. And usually people without kids and pets, <laughs> but, uh, you know, they just live so, and, and I, I do look <laughs> at it and, and it's not, it's not like I'm trying to save a dollar, but this, the state, this is how the stager leaves the house. Right. <laughs> so right. every now and again, um, there's no need to bring a stager in, but I would say even for people that, uh, have a lot of house, pr- uh, pride and, and do, do a great job of their home. There are some tweaks that that stager can do just to take it to the next level. Right. Okay. All right. What do you got for us, Caroline? Um. Let's see. Okay. Here's a here's a good one. Um. How long will it take to get approved? So somebody calls me and they maybe they have an offer in already on a home. And mm-hmm. they have a condition of financing. They want to know, how long will it take to get approved? Well, my answer is it depends on how quickly you're going to get me the documents I need. So if I have all the documentation up front and all the information I need, um, I can get a response back from a lender very quickly. If I'm waiting for documentation to come in and dribs and drabs, it's going to take longer. Because I'm not really going to want to send an application into a lender if I haven't seen proof of uh, income. Because that seems to be where most people, where where surprises end up happening. So they'll tell me, you know, they'll do an online application. Maybe they've done the online application before they call me. Or maybe they'll call me and I'll say, do the online application. And they'll put their income in. And they're, they're just like rounding up or just sort of like oh I think I make approximately this and then the then the letter of employment comes in and we find out well it's it's about ten thousand dollars less than what was on the application that can make a significant difference and and it's always best that the application goes into the lender being accurate because when it's not accurate if I have to go in after the fact the application has gone in then I have to email that underwriter or call them and say hey you know the letter of employment came in and they're they're actually they make you know 68 instead of 78 
these are not good things. The lender starts to see red flags and um, so it's always best. So if I have everything up front, uh, I can get a, an approval anywhere from four to 24 hours. So all documents are up front, applications filled in, you're, yeah. you're maybe as quick as four hours, maybe maybe one full day. Yeah, so it depends on the time of day the application's mm -hmm. gone into the lender. If it's gone in on a Friday, then obviously we're not going to hear until Monday. Yeah, we're yeah. not going to hear until Monday. Yeah. But um, it, it can happen quickly. If I have to wait for everything to come in, then it's going to take longer. All right. Well, Carol Ann, it's end of show. Wow. Thanks for joining me this morning. That and went fast. It went fast, as it always does. Yes. Yeah. And... We got part three. Part the, three. The final part okay. of most commonly asked questions in real estate and mortgage financing. Mm -hmm. And Carol Ann, if people have mortgage questions or sure. they are they are looking for a home and they'll need a mortgage or it's renewal time, sure. how, how do they get in touch with you? 289-251-2948. Uh, and, and naturally, if they want to contact me, I will be happy to pass along your contact information. Sure. <laughs> so, yes, folks, if you have any questions or comments about today's show or for any real estate questions, feel free to contact me by emailing dale at dalebryant.ca. I'm an active real estate broker with Royal LePage Pro Alliance Realty Brokerage. And don't forget to join us next Thursday from 11 a.m. until 12 noon for Reality Realty on Northumberland 89.7 FM, Truly Local Radio. Until next week, folks.